0: Welcome to Career View. This is a podcast where we ask questions students want to know when it comes to pursuing a career path. I'm your host Neeraj Sharma, and each episode I will ask questions on behalf of students across the country, from secondary schools and universities, what they want to know when it comes to pursuing their dream job. For today's episode, we'll be asking our top questions that have been submitted by students on our Career View website. Who are aspiring to become school teachers. Now to answer these questions I'm joined by 26 year old secondary school teacher Edward Saul who specializes in teaching geography and environmental science. Edward is currently teaching at the very prestigious Iron Presentation College and in a very short span of time has gained experience teaching for the Department of Education and he has a lot of great insights. So let's begin. Okay, and we're back. Welcome to the show, Edward. It is so great to have you here. Absolute pleasure. Firstly, how's everything going?
1: Mate, I'm very well. Um, no, thank you, Niri, for, uh, for allowing me to, to speak today, but no, I'm going really well. Uh, life's busy at the moment, but uh, for me, busy is good. So.
0: Yeah, no, busy is good indeed. Now, Edward, I'll be asking you the top questions requested by students when it comes to pursuing a career path of a teacher. But before we do that, can you first tell me What are you like as a teacher in the classroom environment? And also expanding on that, what makes you unique in this role?
1: Um, I think I'm incredibly lucky that I I started teaching quite young. So um, for me, I feel... My kind of uniqueness is I'm still quite familiar with with the young kids at the moment. So um, I try to bring a lot of energy. Um, As you probably know me from a personal level, uh, I like to be quirky. I like to be uh, fun, humorous. Um, So I like to kind of bring a high energy to the classroom as much as I can, Um, trying to make the kids feel as comfortable as possible because... um, yeah, I feel like school should be an enjoyable time um, and it should be a safe environment. So trying to be that, um, that presence in the classroom um, away from maybe the old stereotypes of maybe of what some people that didn't enjoy school kind of had, try and be the opposite.
0: Yeah, look, I, I really admire that because I can imagine that it would also be quite demanding on you, especially on top of all your other teaching activities. How do you feel or, or have seen students react when you create this kind of environment?
1: Yeah, I feel like it just makes um, students feel comfortable um, if they know that they can have a laugh and be themselves. Um, and I feel like myself not taking myself too seriously, it means that the kids, um, I feel like when they feel safe, when they feel confident, that's where there's some really, real learning begins. That's
0: fantastic. And jumping into our questions for today, the first one that we have is what does a normal day look like for you?
1: Yeah. Um, Mate, uh, a day is never the same. Um, It's different every day. Um, So the normal kind of day will be getting in before school and organizing yourself, uh, planning your lessons and what that looks like for the day. Um, Obviously, teaching is the main part of the day. You might get between four or five periods out of a six or seven period day. And with that, you might get one or two breaks, um, which is great. That makes you catch up on emails to parents, um, kind of communicating with either your year level, I guess their supervisors, I'm lost for the word, um, or then any other kind of your head of department and things like that. Um, you might get a duty during the day and then I try and involve myself with extracurricular activities. So on a Tuesday, Thursday, I'm taking the footy team, um, or sticking by and, and helping out with the choir or something like that. So, um, it's different every day, um, which is the the really exciting thing that, that nothing's the same.
0: It's exciting, but at the same time, it seems very full on and it seems like you're doing a lot of different things and your mind is split. 10 different ways. And this kind of leads into the second question. Do you find the work enjoyable? I mean, there's a lot of different things. What is enjoyable to you? And maybe there's some things that are not as well.
1: Yeah, well, like I said before, I, in my experience, I, I really enjoyed school. And what I feel like my role is to encourage um, students that, that come to school that it is an enjoyable place. So trying to get involved in as many aspects as possible to, to create that feeling that coming to school, oh, it's going to be great because we're in um, Mr. Soul's class period too or something like that. Um, so that's kind of um, what... I try and encourage, um, and I love my job. I absolutely love it. There are some days which are harder than others, where things might be, get busy or, or piled up. But um, I try and yeah, make the environment as as best you can be. And for some people. Um, and I know out of experience that some people don't enjoy school and things like that. But um, I feel like school's got so much to offer, not only students, but, but as a teacher, I feel like it's, it's my vocation to, to bring their students in and, and make sure that they are enjoying what they're doing.
0: And how do you create that environment? I mean, that's something you keep touching upon, creating this fun, engaging environment. What do you do in that process to create that atmosphere within your classroom?
1: It's just knowing that every student is different. Um, and just acknowledging that people have different uh, values, they're engaged in different topics, they learn in different ways. Sometimes I feel like those students who uh, are the wallflowers or the ones that don't necessarily um, click straight away with, with school, it's making sure that you pick those ones up and, and ensure that, that they are enjoying it just as much as others. And that's being um, kind of differentiating your lessons, um, the way that you communicate, the way that you build rapport with them. You're making sure that those, each individual um, is catered for and, and, and acknowledged and, um, and, and, I guess, cared for.
0: Absolutely. Very interesting insights from yourself. Next question that we have is
1: what pathway
0: did you choose to become a teacher and what was the reasoning behind it?
1: Yeah, so so teaching was not on the menu for me for, for quite a few years after I left school. Um, I wanted to, to do a variety of different things. I looked at different courses at uni did a year of sports science and marine science and didn't really find my way but I was working part-time in a boarding school where I really enjoyed um, and it f- didn't feel like work but going into um, uh, a boarding school community where I was facilitating tutoring and um, pastoral care and I kind of thought from there this is something that I want to do, um, this doesn't feel like work, This I enjoy being a part of this kind of community so I pretty much finished and Um, undergrad in marine science and geography I try to just finish that as soon as possible so I could do a master's in teaching and that took another two years uh, post-grad where I was able to pretty much do both theory and prac within two years um, and come out of it with now an undergrad and a master's degree in education.
0: I mean if we go back to high school when you finished high school and to the point where you realized hey I want to become a teacher. What age was that for you? And when did that really kick in?
1: That probably didn't kick in until I was about 22. Um, so like I said, I I think I took a year off in the middle there. I tried all different avenues, um, looking at my friends who were doing uni. Okay, well I've got to do uni. Um, what could I do? Oh, I love sport. I do sports science. Um, no, I don't really like it. Oh, I'll try marine science because I love the ocean. Um, yeah, I can't see myself being a marine scientist, but I still like the like the course. Um, and then I was just like, well, I can so see myself being a teacher. I love to be to be that kind of caretaker or a role model for for younger students. So what's the best way that I can get there? And that was to finish my undergrad and then do a postgrad.
0: Fantastic. And it's worked out pretty well for yourself, I think. Not knowing sometimes the first pathway of becoming a teacher and trying different things out and then eventually getting there also has its merits and its benefits there um edward next question that we have from students is what skills are important to become a good and if not great
1: teacher in your opinion i think you have to be patient um and i think you have to you just have to be understanding um about uh what kind of what kids are now going through in this day and age? Um, I think you have to be um, you have to be passionate about providing um, the best opportunity for students. And I feel like you have to have um, that kind of confidence with with students that are teenage years and things like that. Um, yeah, and I feel like to be a really a really good teacher, you do have to have a, a, a good passion for for teaching. Young generation.
0: How did you develop that during your kind of teaching career and period of studying and being a student? Is, or does that just came naturally to yourself?
1: A little bit of both. Um, like I said, I worked in boarding communities from when I was um, about nineteen years old, um, and at the time, it was um, it was not on my priority list. Nor did I think I had strength in those areas. But I think having the experience of slowly building relationships with, um, you know, the youth and being able to see what effect that you have on them and it is both incredibly fulfilling at the same time um, and towards, you know, after maybe six months to a year where strong connections were made, I was, I was actually feeling the effect of what just a simple, um, simple time that I spent with some of these students and what that uh, meant to them.
0: Really interesting, Edward. Next question that we have: If you weren't a teacher, what career would you consider?
1: Yeah, and and I think some of the the topics that we've discussed already, like and 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 what I'm probably. Um, probably communicating here is I I feel like I'm quite a a holistic teacher and that's got a real passion for for pastoral care. Um, and I feel like that's probably, um, maybe a strong set of mine as a teacher. So talking about some of the skills that, um, you know, what a good teacher might have, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of weighing more on the, on the pastoral care side. So I think for me, um, you know, potentially working in, in other boarding school environments um, or more or less being um, a kind of wellness ambassador for for students who might be or even the youth that might be coming up through some difficult um, circumstances. I feel like that is something that I'm incredibly passionate about and what I've developed as a teacher. Um, I really feel that um, we kind of need to ensure equality for, for all um, young people around Australia. So potentially a role in looking at, the well-being of, of youth in some disadvantaged areas is, is somewhere that I could potentially see myself outside of education.
0: Would you say your skill set is very transferable into all these areas that you may be passionate outside the title of a teacher?
1: Definitely. Well, I feel like just the, the skill set that I have now learnt, I feel that I can... Um, you know, different from, from when I was 18 or 19 that sometimes going into a room full of between 12 and 16 year olds might frighten the absolute um, hell out of me but, but now I feel like I've got that um, the skills in being able to be a good presence to be approachable um, to have a good caring nature could definitely been be transferable um, to a whole lot of other areas outside of just kind of um, school-based learning
0: Absolutely. Now, next question that we have from students is that they want to know, was the study difficult during your time in terms of becoming a teacher and all the assignments, the exams, how was that? How intense was that? And was that difficult and was it manageable? Did you find any major challenges? What are your thoughts on on, on the whole study aspect?
1: Um, with my master's, it was, it was sometimes a little bit difficult when um, Uh, you weren't on prac and you're feeling a little bit tied down with assignments and things like that um, where you felt like you just wanted to be in a classroom and that's where you got and in conversation with other students you got your most out of being on prac being in a classroom being with the students being able to teach and things like that so um when you were kind of completing assignments that was sometimes just a little bit of the um the more difficult side because you felt like you were learning more while you were in the classroom but um I reflect on some of those assignments where we you would create programs for um say like a year 8 um science program all the way for a whole term and when you are kind of doing that it's like well No, this sounds a bit pointless, this feels a bit pointless. Um, When I go to a school, there'll be a program there for me to use. But um, yeah, I've pretty much been writing programs and um, using those skills that we learned in kind of theory-based classrooms that now it's something that um, I kind of do on the side and, and what's expected when you're, when you're a part of a school.
0: There's so many degrees um, actually where you think that the coursework or the theoretical work or the assignment work that you're doing is so pointless. But here you are saying in the theoretical side of things and doing the assignments has value and you do apply it extensively
1: right now in the, in the job that you have today. A hundred percent like there was, um, and even just the creation of, there's, there's one thing that, you know, when you're studying, especially teaching There's, um, you know, chat amongst students, oh, we've got to write so many lesson plans and we've got to write programs and, oh, there's so much, um, kind of theory behind it. And you don't realize that kind of doing those skills and, and creating those, um, those programs and lesson plans now makes the day-to-day life of being a teacher that much easier.
0: Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Next question that we have, uh, Edward, and this is one of the most popular questions that came up on our survey. Uh, The question is, does your job pay well? And this is a very sensitive question, but maybe you can give in terms of perspective for yourself. Does it it pay well for the lifestyle you live and does it pay well for the requirements that you need? And maybe you can share some insights on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me as... um As a kind of uh, young adventurer, um, I love my travel. It is probably one of the biggest um, pull factors for me to do teaching was the amount of holidays. Um, I grew up uh, with parents who were teachers and my mum used to be a flight attendant, so we travelled and travelled as much as we could. Um, And the beauty about um, being a teacher, and it's something that all my friends are jealous of, is we get um, the holidays each year. So pretty much every 10 weeks, we kind of talk about it as FIFO, 10 weeks on, two weeks off. Um, and the beauty of that is that when I'm on holiday, um, I've got, I'm planning to go to Austria at the end of the year for six weeks. I'm going to Bali in five weeks and while I'm over there, I'm getting paid. So, um, and i in, in addition to that with teaching you pretty much get a pay rise every year for every year that you work you go up a stage so as a graduate um, you are on a base rate of about uh, I think it's about Am I allowed to talk about
0: pay? Is that right? 100%. (laughs) I think people want to know. You don't really get into the bottom line. Real honesty for someone who's done it, what is the graduate base pay like? How does it kind of progress from there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's around about 80K depending on whether you're in the department, if the Catholic ed school um, or if you're at a private school. So obviously private schools is where there is more money, but obviously there's a lot more expectation, one, um, to meet uh, standards and um, achievement for the school in terms of academic results plus extracurricular of coaching sport um, doing you know extracurricular uh, roles so about a graduate on average is about 80 80k which for graduate jobs um, for a variety of different um, avenues and careers it's pretty good right and that's
0: probably the base or an average or so does that, that fluctuate quite a bit
1: yeah, so I think um, I think if you're going to the Department of Ed, it's between about seventy five and eighty. But yeah, it's about I'll, I wish I had. Um, it's really easy to find out. Um, but from there, the the beauty of it is that you probably get an extra two two grand a year every year as you go up in stages, and probably um, if. If I've got students out there, the, the, old, uh, the old teachers that are at your school at the moment, they are probably on over 100K um, because if you kind of do your accreditation to get to a level five teacher, um, which what you'll do is you'll do a couple of professional development um, courses not too hard to obtain. It just takes you a few years of experience before you're you're gifted the opportunity to do that. And if you're a level five teacher, then you're over a hundred thousand. Ca- oh. <laughs> What am I talking about? 100K. Yeah. 100K.
0: And bottom line, what you're saying is that as a teacher, you're not only just progressing, you know, gradually over the years, you're learning, you're doing these programs, you're you're building new skills and you're living fairly comfortably. And right now, would you say for yourself, the lifestyle you live, you do a lot of travel, you're pretty happy as a teacher with the pay that you have and, and kind of progressing forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm incredibly happy. And it's one thing that... Um, you know, and and I love to share it, is that you don't do it for the money, but at the same time, I'm living incredibly comfortably. Like my well-being is is really high, um, and that is because not only am I getting by, I live with um, comfortably in my house. I pay my bills. I can buy the things that I want. Um, I'm earning some savings for future purchases, like a house deposit, a new car, things like that. There is, there is a substantial amount of money. Um, that keeps me happy, but then also um, I've got time off through the year. So if you use on average a um, a six-week summer plus another six weeks that is on each school um, holiday term, you've got 12 weeks off for the year. So you only work 40 weeks out of the 52 and you're still earning – you know, uh, a a really good salary.
0: And this is a question that gets, you know, it's very sensitive, what should be said and what information can be revealed, but Mm. it's good to be open and honest and someone who's just entered and is fairly young into the industry. And I know this will have a lot of value for aspiring teachers who not only are passionate about teaching, but also wanting to live comfortably and and pursuing other areas such as like yourself, travel, saving up for a house, um, these important things, which is all part of our life. Coming to our next question, did you have a backup plan?
1: Uh, No, no, there wasn't. Um, When I decided I wanted to be a teacher um, and that was when I found comfort in knowing that I was going to be a teacher, I didn't think I needed one. I was really kind of anxious and nervous and stressed when, like I said, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do while I was at uni and I was trying all these different courses. I felt that when I finally made that decision to study teaching, it was like I didn't even think of a backup plan because I was like, well, this is what I kind of want to do. This is what I enjoy doing. So um, uh, I don't really um, needed a backup plan.
0: That's fair enough. And I think right now as a teacher, you have a skill set where you can probably look at other options, but it's, probably formed a
1: good base, in your opinion? Absolutely. Um, And in kind of in chat with some of the deputy principals and and people in in kind of higher places at the school that I'm currently at, there is ways which you can not only build yourself up as um, a teacher in the classroom. There are other avenues in the school, such as pastoral care leaders, such as um, looking at kind of the way in which uh, the curriculum is is catered at your students there's a whole variety of different roles inside of a school um, that not only are in the classroom but it's also outside of it too
0: really interesting our very last question that we have for yourself edward is do you find do you find the job rewarding and where really do you derive a lot of meaning and value and kind of just keeps you inspired and
1: going most days yeah, um, oh, I'm. For, I find the job incredibly rewarding. Um, just from a learning side of things, like from the smallest things of marking a test and having a student who is really struggling, and there's a question that you might have gone over a hundred times, and they and they do what you told them, or they, you know, they're actually learning. There's you know, sometimes I'll sit at home and it might be late at night, and I'm marking um, marking an essay or a test, and I'm smiling to myself because I'm like, you bloody ripper. Good job. That's amazing. That makes me feel so happy that um, I'm teaching these young people uh, and they are learning. And then it's also rewarding being in a classroom where you're seeing, um, and and I've started a new school this year, so I've been kind of the new teacher in the school um, and now having about a term and a half, seeing some of those wallflowers become comfortable in your presence, having a joke with them, having a laugh, going from walking past them in the, in the, um, uh, outside in, uh, during lunch and them saying hello, you know, them going out of your, yeah, their way to tell you about what they did on the weekend or what achievement they did in sport um, and feeling comfortable uh, in your presence. It just feels so incredibly rewarding that you are doing your job right. And that is purely and um, it's just being selfless in, in what you can do to these young students.
0: Very inspiring. And once again, coming back to yourself who's only been in the industry or being a teacher for not that long, and Mm -hmm. yet you've had such incredible experiences and it's a pleasure to listen to. Um, So... Edward, once again, a big thank you. That wraps up our episode for today. For our listeners who have more questions for Edward that did not feature on our list today and would like to connect with him, just visit our website, careerview.com.au. This is where you'll find Edward's profile and you can email him with more questions and more specifics that you might have. And uh, by all means, he's going to be willing to please answer. Please Yeah, I yeah. would love to hear them. Absolutely. So, And with every episode, please don't forget to submit your questions. You want to know for any profession for that matter. Um, Edward, just want to say a big thank you again and just want to ask you finally, is there any words of advice, anything that you would like to share for any aspiring students who uh, want to become a teacher one day?
1: Um, yeah, I think the a, a really good idea that um, I could share is, is send an email, try and get in contact with a teacher that really inspired you. Um, it's kind of what made me... In, uh, really engage in that process of being a teacher was was thinking about all um, the memories that I had as school and and what teachers really had an effect on me um, and get in touch with them and, and see what they have to say because I'm sure that those teachers that made a really strong impact on you, they will they will give you so much encouragement to go um, and and put yourself in a kind of educational realm because I feel like it's, it's a really special, unique and incredibly fulfilling job.
0: Edward, thank you so much and thank you to all our listeners here today and it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Neri.